Is this in sync? Like, are we? Are we, we can now we can like dance and beatbox. No, not yet. I thought you were playing it live. <sighs> no, don't stop it. No, this is great pre-show banter. Yeah, no, that's not what I said. What? He said he's not doing that this time. Maybe next time. I'm testing to see if we still need other. Uh, Just hey guys, it's the Film Pigs <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're 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 podcasting. This is the 61st time we've done this. It is the 61st, and we're actually doing it with new tech. So um, it's probably going to be smoother, and I'm going to be a lot more fun because I'm not worrying that my computer is about to crash at any second. My name is Stephen Falk. This is Todd Robert Anderson. Hey everybody, and that's Steve Skelton. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we're the Film Pigs. Uh, we're um, really famous. Um, so so famous. Super famous. Norma, we're on. We're the stars of GeekNation.com. Um, and well, they probably already know that. Well, of course. Yeah. No, no. I'm, yeah, of course. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to waste your time. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we do that show once a week. And um, but you know, in case you get tired of looking at our beautiful, beautiful faces, we also once a month do a podcast. Right. Yeah. Where we uh, get drunk and Todd yells at us. That's uh, that's oversimplifying things. Yeah, but it's pretty accurate. But also, yeah, I think I yell at you for accurate, good yeah. reason. Now, th- this is a daytime um, recording. Uh, <laughs> and um, we're coming uh, live from my uh, home office. Yeah. It's a it's nice a, office. It's a lovely it's a nice home office. office. Yeah. yeah. I got I got the that I got the new glass that's like frost it like oh, has like that's very fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the color of the, the yeah, walls. It's, a nice it's very. Yeah, it's it nice seems color. mellow and conducive to to work. Yeah, it's gray, so you guys can picture it. Um, and I have a rug just because my dog uh, carpet because my dog is scared of walking on hardwood floors. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we are going to um, uh, leap in, and uh, every every month we have a theme that we discuss. Um, where we get into the granularity of the movie business, and this time we're, we're getting we're into not doing we're movie, not gonna news do first. movie news first. We're gonna get, we're gonna put that off. <laughs> I was gonna say, and get <laughs> into some movie news. Movie news this is where we send out our crack team of movie reporters and come back, come back to you like like a dog sent out to get the paper. With a hot little news item Paper in our belt. in our slobber mouths, what is it? What is your what's your slobber mouth old for us, Todd? Well, I thought I found this, and I thought Skelton might appreciate it. Oh, is, I'm, it's not I'm for listening. me. Fuck, fuck, fog. Just I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about you. <laughs> your glasses uh, are freaking me out, by the way. I'm old and I can't read anymore without yeah. glasses. Okay. You got, those are like those are like uh, like uh, they cost me nine ninety nine. They look like every cent of it. Commander Adama glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you keep making fun of my glasses, you guys. You're like at pupil. <laughs> <laughs> I am secretly a Nazi. Um, so Skelton, this is fun. Okay. Um, Jonathan Frakes. Oh, I love Jonathan. Is Frakes. lobbying very, very hard to direct the next Star Trek movie. Oh, right, because well, what's his name? Because J.J. Abrams Orsi. has moved on to Star well, Wars. Well, no, but it wasn't Abrams wasn't going to do it. It was Roberto or Orsi. Orsi had mm-hmm. been uh, given the reins and had left under unknown circumstances. Yeah. Well, well, because it, it always works out where you just hand a fucking screenwriter. Uh, a, a directing job. Yeah, a, a, a giant tentpole. Yeah. You, know, you wind up with classics like Blade Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm sure there are many examples of great writer so, yeah. movies. Well, because that was like... Was, Didn't it was Christopher like a... McQuarrie do something awful after he won the Oscar for... Maybe he did that pupil. But yeah, or no, uh, no, it was Brian no, Singer. Was yeah, I was Singer. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know who. No, but know, that was yeah. It was like uh, the the fans came up and said, well, "Hey, I want to Jonathan Frakes," and Jonathan Frakes is like, "Sure, that'd be uh, that's awesome. great." Yeah, he's probably just he's hanging out. Yeah. Scott Frank just did something shitty as a director. Anyway, just babbling. <laughs> that's a good fact. Yeah. Thanks. Um, uh, Skelton, what did what's your slobber mouth hold? Oh, uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's been some sort of computer snafu over at Sony Pictures. Wait, I haven't heard anything. What about are you talking about? I couldn't about? find any more information about that on the internet. It's weird. It's a little snafu. What does snafu stand for? Situation normal, all fucked up. Nice. I like it. I like it too. Yeah, that's one of those. It's like Fubar, right? It's yeah, World it's World Fubar. Yeah, it's an old. Yeah, they had a lot of time on their hands before getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. So, what tell us about the Sony hack? Um, the Sony hack is a bunch of hackers hack Sony and mm. they keep releasing an ungodly amount of yeah, emails like and two movies. Quadrobytes or well, something? Well, it was like, but they, but they like, like the last one was like 38 gigabytes, but that's yeah. just part of it. And there's more. It's How like, did they it's download insane. that shit? It takes me like, I, I, I downloaded a, a, a movie. It took me like two hours the other day. How did they download all that shit in well, a Thai hotel? Well, they don't have Time Warner. Oh, okay. Ah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's Do you think it's North Korea behind this? Yes. That that that's what Sony keeps trying to blame, but then not blame, and then go, hey, don't look at all the terrible things we say in the emails and the terrible way we behave, shareholders. Yeah, this is we're the yeah. victims. That's, Do you think they keep, they keep they're they're playing that card? But they're clearly there's so much corporate malfeasance being exposed in this. Do you think Seth Rogen and James Franco are like really afraid right now? I think they're high and laughing nonstop. <laughs> do you think? Do you think a uh, uh, executive from Japan has had to get on a corporate jet and fly to New York or fly to L.A. to yell at? Um, oh yeah. Yell at. Uh, oh what? Uh, no, I'm. What's the name? The film group. Uh, yeah, Pascal. No, yeah, Pascal and, and Rudin, and yeah, it's. Rudin doesn't work for Sony. Oh right, yeah, he, he's but he's pretty. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, it's a. It's an ongoing shitstorm that doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Which, which is, and, and the thing that's amazing, it's like, I, I don't understand why the, who's the guy that's in charge of their IT, why he, I think he still has his job somehow. Yeah. When they knew they had huge security right, vulnerabilities yeah. months ahead of now, if, if, before now. If it w wasn't going to be racist, we should do a little reading of the meeting between the Sony executives yeah, and no, you Pascal, can't. but yeah. you can't, you just yeah. can't. You can't, it's too yeah. racist, yeah. 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 But it is, it, you know, it is educational to learn that movie stars are brats and impossible. The, the, my, like a, <laughs> what a my favorite news. email was Channing Tatum's last night. I didn't I haven't seen that. He one. emailed uh, when when um, uh, Jump Street Two uh, opened to like the number two best R-rated comedy numbers opening ever. He wrote Amy Pascal and Jonathan and Jonah Hill like on a group email. It was like. Yeah, all caps, like, yeah, baby, fuck you, Ted, too, Ted, because that was the movie that it replaced. And then it said, like, biggest opening at all time, something, something, and then, ah, ha, 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 for about three pages. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like 22 Jump Street. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then before that, Jonah Hill had written that he thinks um, a Men in Black um crossover would be would be like awesome and oh, fun yes, I, and i think that seems like more like hill just keeping the relationship alive yeah no i think no or, or no. Uh, hill's trying to be you know he was a producer he produced that so that's true he, he the jump street yeah. 
The best uh, exchange in 22 Jump Street is when yeah, he's wearing a helmet and uh, Tatum goes, that helmet looks kind of lame. And Jonah Hill goes, you know what's not lame? Safety. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, my little my little movie news, uh, and this ties in what we're talking about. Um, uh, uh, forget couches. A Moscow movie theater has installed IKEA beds instead of no way. Instead of seats. Yeah, so you can lie down there on a bunch of filth. Do you that have to? Awesome. Do you have to put the bed together before the movie ah, starts? They hand you instructions <laughs> with Allen wrenches. Uh, and that was movie news, you guys. Very informative. Very informative. That little public domain song that we're playing uh, is, uh, yeah, copyrighted from like 30s, right? Um, is, uh, uh, signals that this is the theme segment. This is where we talk about a theme chosen by the host, that's me, um, about uh, element of movies. And I'm actually talking about the movie going experience. Ooh. Oh. It's about the movie theaters. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna do so. I did a little research, a little history lesson for you. All right, there's a little timeline of movie theaters. You guys ready? Yeah, yes. please. The first motion picture. Uh, it was a, called a kin- kinetoscope. It was a part part. The first movie theater parlor opened in 1894. Um, then the Lumiere brothers in '95 in Paris uh, had a screening in a barn of a, a train. And it caused a panic because it was like a train oh, coming yeah, toward, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. uh, first movie theater in Buffalo in 1896. Um, and then in 1905 in Pitt- Pittsburgh, the first Nickelodeon movie theater where movies were nickel. And it sort of uh, was People a very... People got slime for the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was very, very common uh, movie theater type. Um, and the end of the Nickelodeon era, that lasted for about 10 years, starting in 1915 when... Um, the Birth of a Nation cemented from, was just a huge, huge D.W. Griffith uh, was just a huge um, phenomenon and, and, and really cemented the film industry, going industry. Uh, the talkies started in 1927 mm-hmm. with the jazz singer. Jazz, obviously. Singer. I was um, pretty young when that happened, yeah. so I don't really remember yeah. it. But. Yeah, you were only like four, but yeah, I know it was a big thing. Um, the, uh, so in the 20s and 30s, um, basically the uh, all the movie studios owned the theater, so there was there was um, uh, Paramount, Warner's, Lowe's, uh, MGM, Fox, and RKO, and then the um, and then in 1948, the Supreme Court broke that up because it was antitrust. Right, right. So right. that was the time of like the Three Amigos, where the actors would just work for uh, you know food. Well, no, no, no. But, but way before that, um, uh, Mary Pickford, uh, Charlie Chaplin, and one other started uh, Unite Artists. Okay. They struck out. Right. To be, so it was actually really early in the silent era when artists were like, fuck the studios, we're going to start our own. Oh, okay. But obviously the studio system. So Three Amigos is basically set right before that happened. Right, yeah. So anyway, so so the uh, movie theaters then were, were had to, they had to sell, the studios had to sell the theaters. Um, and then, you know, right away there's a lot of competition. And so that's when you, you got the eras of, of gimmicks. Uh, not only did, would drive-in theaters, which is, there were thousands and thousands in the 50s, 60s. Now, now there's 400. Um, there's two here in L.A. I went recently. It's a really ah. fun night out. Um, the, uh, but, but still in the 50s, it was mostly single uh, theater movies. So then in the, uh, in the f- uh, 50s, um, uh, a Canadian um, theater split into two theaters. And that actually became, began the wave of multiplexes. 
and now megaplexes. Which megaplexes. Megaplexes. Mega. So in the, in the 1560s, there were a lot of a lot of gimmicks. Uh, 3D, obviously, right. being the one. But smell, there were other smell like the, the Smell-O-Vision, the Tingler movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Where, where oh, the shocks. Shocked you. Yeah. Uh, curved <laughs> screens that were sort of the precursor to IMAX. Yeah. Which, like the Cinema Which is now back with LA. curved televisions. Yeah, exactly. Um, Whatever. Uh, there was... Uh, um, there was a coward court. There was uh, what's a guy? Um, uh, 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 I can't remember remember his name. But there was an exhibitor who did a lot of these. And one was like, uh, "This movie's so scary." If you leave, you get your money back, but you have to stand in the coward corner in the <laughs> lobby. And this is a like red, like a white lot. That's great. Uh, they, they, someone tried split screen with two projectors on the movie, th- but it was just completely confusing. <laughs> uh, sense around was a big thing, which right. was. Really, really uh, heavy bass to to um, shake the theater. Lampooned well in Kentucky Fried Movie. Exactly. Um, Feelorama. So the yeah. six the sixty three was the start of the multiplex era, um, and again, megaplexes are now seventy was a big porno theater fad. Fantastic. Um, Best decade for cinema. Yeah, exactly. Seventies porn, which is interesting. Yep. I, what I didn't know, a, a lot of the porn theaters then became uh, second run houses. Dollar cinemas, which don't really exist now, but but two dollar cinemas, three dollar cinemas, right, right, mm-hmm. um, or, or or in some cases art house. Um, then of course uh, in the eighties came uh, cable, pay per view, and VHS, mm-hmm. and sort of um, there was a lot of fear of uh, in the movie theaters that um, and so the theaters uh, responded by building like like the, like a stadium seating and having more screens and upgrading sound systems and high quality food and drinks. So. That so right around then. I mean, of course, it was a little with TVs, but then you had the the uh, exhibitors um, starting to compete with the home theater um, experience and having to get a little creative. Um, and and we can argue that because maybe it's not necessary. Who knows? Um, then came IMAX, which where the negative is ten times bigger than thirty five millimeter, which I didn't know um, meant to look a lot better. I think it's like okay, but it's not worth the money for me. Other um, uh, random sort of um, things uh, that, that that came uh, commercials. They're they're trying to do 4D now, where they have they're bringing back smellovision and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, this is all the exhibitors trying to cling on to to um, trying to get people to keep coming to the movies. Um, commercials obviously is another revenue stream for the for the starting probably in the 90s. Yeah, um, it's been a big, yeah, definitely. A big, that's when it that's when it started. I remember being angry about it, yeah. and then it's neat how if corporations just continue to pummel you with the same thing, eventually you just go, oh, "Fuck it, they're." I'm, I'm still angry about it. I don't. I refuse to watch. I'm like a little baby. I look at my t- my my, <laughs> my phone. Well, I, yeah, I don't look at the commercials, but they're there. I do, and, and I buy all the products that the commercials yeah, tell me to buy. Yeah. What are you guys? You're so smart. Um, that's you know, what you're supposed to do. That's capitalism. A couple uh, uh, newer newer things. Um, uh, live broadcasting to movie theaters. There's a lot of like opera houses and symphonies and yeah. and, and plays now. They just video did, games. I'll do they that just too did, with video games. Right. Yeah. Upstream. Yeah. They just did of Mice and Men. Um, so they're doing that. Um, also, uh, luxury luxury theaters. There's a, there's a big push towards the... Um, there's a basically an empty space that now the market's filling for people who are willing to pay more um, for for a lot of you know be able to dine at the theater upper the middle class yeah. upper class movie yeah theater. there's there's yeah. There, we have some here in L A there's there's a few and you know the, it's everything from from um, 
there's some like old theaters that just stick in old couches and, and let you buy beer. Alamo Draft House was one of the first to do this. And right. they now have, they've expanded into like seven different markets other than Austin. They're coming to LA. But also then um, like full recliners and like really fancy waiter service and, and really fancy food. And you're paying like upwards of like $30. Are there any with like high class hookers? hookers? No, not yet. Yeah, massages with a happy ending. Well, that'd be a really good idea. Um, so I, I the, the theater chains are still pretty much regional. Um, uh, so a lot of like Regal is worldwide, is nationwide, I believe, and they're number one. Um, they have 7,000 screens. AMC is number two and Cinemark, and I've heard of those. The rest I haven't really heard of. Carmike is number four. They're in, they start uh, founded in Georgia. Hmm. Cineplex, don't know about them. Uh, they're Canadian. Uh, Marcus Theater, I have heard of. They're in Wisconsin, only because I go to Wisconsin sometimes. Harkins Theater, National Amusements, which is in Massachusetts. Uh, B&B oh. Theater and Bowtie Cinemas. I don't know. Bowtie Bowtie Um uh, Random things. Uh, for 2013, the average price of a movie ticket was $8.13. Um, it's way more expensive in LA, I feel I know. Like. Yeah. I, and, wish, and I wish they were $8. Box yeah. office is currently a little down, but we are, have a month to go. So, um, you know, it, box office t- yearly stands around $9 billion to $10 billion. It's a big fucking industry. Um, but, you know, piracy is, is a big thing that they've had to combat. Um, there's a... There's a piracy! Why are you stealing my movie? The, 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 the and there's another big trend in exhibition, which is uh, day of date stuff, which is is um, releasing not only it, it's pretty much standard now that movies come out in in all countries at the same time. So the piracy to combat that, right? Well, they're, right. but they're they're still they'll still open sometimes in Europe a week early, right? Um, then they, it'll open here. But it used to be America, and then they would yeah. roll it out. Um, and so that the stars could fly around and do press and do press events and stuff right, like right, that. Right. Um, also, now a big trend, and it ha- it's happening in independent cinema mostly, uh, is releasing the movie in the theaters and on VOD at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, multi-platform releases. Yeah, which is uh, which is really interesting, and I don't have stats to see if that's taking away from box office or not. Um, it's probably too early to tell. It's probably well, early, and they so. usually do those. Like when they do those, it's pretty limited the theatrical run. So then it yeah. just comes down to like how much you think this is worth. Right. Like I watched the Babadook, but I did it on VOD. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah and I was glad because I was like, yeah, that was okay. It's not as great as everybody yeah. says. And I, if I had dragged my ass out to a theater, I would have been more disappointed than I am in my living room. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. There, there's certain movies that. Also, you don't want to see on on the the screen. Like I, we watched Wild the other day because we got a screener, uh, not not piracy. And I kind of <laughs> wish I'd seen it because all vistas of the of the trail. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I kind of wish I was seeing it on the theater. I I probably won't go back, but that's that's a movie that I could watch again. Just as good eye candy. Um, so just just uh, a couple of things for discussion. You know, as I mentioned, in the face of all these different waves of of threats or perceived threats to the movie industry, why have they endured? Why are, you know, not only America, but but many other countries just adding, adding, adding screens? Why why do the movie theaters uh, continue to exist? What's the appeal? Mm. Um, Well, I think psychologically as a moviegoer it's more of an event if you go to a movie theater than if you stay home and order it up on video on demand right um and that enhances the anticipation of seeing the movie mm. i think it just i think 
that's sort of the psychological thing is it's just more exciting to go to the movie. Right. And you get, you get your popcorn and yeah. then you go and it's just more exciting that way. Yeah, it's a day, it's like a date night. If you're like a married couple or something, right. like putting in a popping in a movie doesn't feel special, but taking her out, buying some popcorn. Yeah, going out to well, dinner in a movie. Yeah, yeah and, and also, I mean, you know, assuming you go to a theater that has halfway decent projection and sound. Where are those? A big yeah. assumption. Where yeah. are those? No, that's I. That's, but then you know, you, it's it's the added spectacle of the giant screen, right? You know, of of you know, adding to this this event feeling, um, where you can have a giant TV at home and you can still enjoy a, a lot of movies, but it's not the same. It doesn't feel well, the same. And I think that the like the kind of danger about choosing a movie theater one you can have a lot of times have pro- projection and sound problems like if mm-hmm. e- like even like the arc light in la that theater chain which is fancier more expensive yeah but it's gone downhill and it's gone downhill it's, it's not as good downhill. but it's still the like the multi and megaplexes in my area in the valley are, are so bad that right. if it's a movie I care about, I still pay the extra money for the arc light. Yeah. So I won't. It won't wind up sounding like like sometimes I'm like, am I just old and deaf, or does this sound like shit? And then you know I'll ask people around me. They're like, no, yeah, it sounds like shit. <laughs> and then I'll be like, well, yeah, and and you're also old. Where yeah, and, and you look old. And then I'll go and complain, and nothing will be done about because it because they just like, oh, it's another old man well, complaining. And then the other thing that I was just gonna say is. Like, if you go to a theater to see a movie, the level of disappointment, if it sucks, is greater than if you just video on demand or just wait for Netflix or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you've made a day or a night of it. Right. And if it sucks, like the Penguins of Madagascar, which I took <laughs> Colby to, it's just like it kind of ruins your day. Whereas if I had just watched Penguins of Madagascar with Colby in the living room... It was just 90 minutes I wasted where I was sitting on my couch and then checking my phone when I got bored. Yeah. But you can't, I, you know, I don't check my phone when I get bored in a movie theater. I want to. My hand shakes, <laughs> like wanting to pull my phone out and look at something that might distract me from this horrible what I, what I What I find um, kind of makes almost any bad movie bearable is popcorn and a beer. Yeah, but I feel weird about like drinking, drinking beer beers with, with my kid and Penguins of Madagascar. But the popcorn's good. Yeah, I love popcorn. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it, but but it, it's interesting. It, it, for all these these um, uh, all the stuff you're saying, which is true, it's still kind of an amorphous distinction. Like it's still sort of an an amorphous appeal. It feels it better. It feels like more of an event. It feels... Well, but I think a lot of it means like, you know, even though it's not, it's purely passive. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the general, uh, you know, human uh, uh, need to kind of gather in groups sure. and uh, that's, uh, experience that's a really something good point. together. I, I, absolutely. Um, but as much is, as we hate other theater goers so yeah. often, that's yeah. a big part there, of it is, there is having also a communal the, experience. Yeah, the communal experience is probably number one. But number two is probably something really simple that uh, uh, unless you're a, one of pi- pirate movies and, and it, it's har- sometimes harder hard to find them, you that's the only place, if you want to see a movie that's coming out, you got to go see it. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, they're not. You know, you can't sit at home and watch it, watch the new Iron Man or whatever. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, it, but, you know, I, I, that's a really good point. But the thing about it is, is like so I mean, so often what I choose to go see is and it gets less and less as time goes by. One, I'm getting older to have a family, all those things. And it's expensive to take a family to the movie theater. But I like for me, there's like that tier system of do I really need to see this in the movie theater? I kind of want to see Exodus Gods and Kings because I like CGI spectacle, but I don't need to see that in the theater. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. I'll be yeah. happier seeing that uh, in my living room. Yeah. The the the, the hordes will look a little um, a little less CGI in the movie theater, I guess, maybe. On yeah. The screen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The, the other thing we haven't <laughs> talked about um, that that's changed and it has to do uh, uh, probably has a little bit to to um, affect on the the quality issue you're talking about is that that most theaters are now digital. So you don't have projectionists in the same way. So there's yeah. not someone who has to be there to change reels or to do whatever. But but in theory, they're supposed to be because every time you go to the arc light, one of those blue shirts says, yeah. hey, if there's anything wrong with the blah, 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 we're going to be checking for quality. You know they don't. Well, it's clear they don't. No, but they do have people at the arc light who are like have a technical understanding of of these digital projectors yeah. whereas if you go to most movie theaters yeah. and when i say that i mean there's one or two people working there who can fix a problem right whereas in the old days there was a projectionist in every movie yeah. theater who could fix whatever problem right. was happening and would hassle with it but well, now you go to most multiplexes you're talking to a 15 year old kid who barely knows how to scoop popcorn into a cardboard box never mind if you go out and complain like and he's probably up there tweeting at the same yeah. time and, yeah. and he's, uh, and he's uh, listening to that hip hop hip hop and twerking full of hormones and... well no 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 I, I, <laughs> hey, get off my lawn I see. Sony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love your old man jokes. They're great. Let me put on my glasses, and you can keep on with that. But my point is, is there's nobody with technical know-how to fix any problems. Yeah. No, so I your know. complaints are falling on maybe not deaf ears, but, but ears incompetent. covered in Walkman earphones. Walkman, the like Walkmans and Discmans. Disc. <laughs> when I was your age, I had a tape cassette. All right, all right. That was enough. It was interesting. I think I made a salient point that you guys turned you into me being old. Fuck you. I just, <laughs> Fuck you. It started already. I just read um, a play uh, called The Fleck that won the Pulitzer a couple of years ago. And it's actually about a. Um, it, it, it's. It, I wish I had seen it. It's really cool. The. The cur curtain opens if there was a curtain, and you're, you're it's as if you're the movie screen. You're looking on at an audience oh, of, okay. a, of a movie theater, and it's about the guys who who clean up popcorn and run the projection. It's about three kids who work there. Mm -hmm. and it's pretty. It's a real. And one one kid gets hired, and he's like twenty, and he's a cinemaphile, and he works there because it's the, like one of the last um, uh, projection theaters in, I think it's Massachusetts or something. Mm -hmm. And during the course of the movie, they changed to digital and he gets very sad. Oh, anyway, mm -hmm. um, it's cool. Uh, okay. Um, well, so, so, uh, we talked a little bit about the developments, uh, in, in, in distribution in, in the actual physical screening of movies. Um, what, uh, what are the best and worst developments, uh, to hit theaters in, in your lifetime? Well, I mean, I, I, Initially, like back in the 80s, 
IMAX was one of the best things. Yeah. Because that's back when um, when I first saw IMAX was like at like a fucking space camp or something like that, where uh, it, was, it had all that uh, yeah. like shuttle space shuttle. Oh yeah, yeah, I stuff, love those. But projected in the old IMAX, half were you the standing dome. Standing in the dome. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, dome. yeah, yeah. And, and it re- I mean, it was. It, immersive. It was immersive. Or the roller coaster ones where you feel yeah, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually and it, it hit your peripherals. So, yeah, so you really yeah. felt motion. You felt scope. And, I, you know, the last IMAX I saw was uh, the, the Nolan show, Interstellar. Yeah. And, yeah, it looked big and gorgeous. I felt but, nothing. But it was just a giant yeah. movie screen. Yeah. I wasn't, it, like, it, again, it was just a big square frame. It didn't encompass my vision. Because that's not the totally that, that type of IMAX yeah. theater, and so, like initially, that's when I first saw IMAX. I was like, "Oh, it's a dome theater, and this is really new and interesting and spectacular." And now, the IMAX last IMAX theater I, I was in was just a big version of a regular movie theater. Right. So yeah. I don't know how that answers the question. Honestly, well, well, it's sort I of think best and worst. Yeah, I honestly think that the to this day the best thing that's happened to the movies is surround sound and the the sound to me is you know like versus going from you know 70s movies where it was just a stereo you know just the the whole you know when you saw the later star wars uh movies i guess the first one had surround sound you hear it coming before you see it like i haven't you get the the doppler yeah nothing in like picture scope like equals the sound, the improvements right. of sound. I mean, and I think still, like, you know, the more speakers they add and the more uh, tech they add to the sound, that, to me, still can, can you know, be awesome. Which is why when I go to these multiplexes and complain... Like, if the sound sucks, I'm like, you need to give me my money back. Yeah. yeah. You know, if the picture's not great, you know, and yeah. it's an old screen with, like, a, a run in the middle that yeah. every time, like, there's white like colors you see a streak sure. in the middle Same of the screen i'll deal with that but if the sound sucks yeah. I, I i'm like mm. what did i pay money for nothing i think my 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 favorite development would probably be the seats and the and the and the extensive raking they now do so yeah that's yeah that's anyone. huge that's, that's huge good. um although although I, I do find some of the rocking seats are way too loose so you're like you're you're forced to lean back when you don't want to. Right. It's kind of, and you end up like tensing your neck or whatever. Um, I also love, and this is, this is small, but I love the computer's uh, box office. Even though the, the computers themselves are glitchy and horrible. Oh, you mean like the kiosk? Yeah. You don't have to talk yeah, to a person. Yeah, just not having or, to talk yeah. to a person. <laughs> Any, I have such social anxiety that anything that can make me not have to talk to a person, I'm super in, into. Um, what about where, what's worse? In, in in the experience in general, the not just inventions, commercials like like the like the forty five minutes of like, and it's not just the commercials that are run as part of the previews. It's those fucking slideshows before sure. the movie even gets rolling. Yeah. Um. That uh. That add like the here's the Coca Cola quiz. Yeah. Kind of they don't really do that, that anymore. No, yeah. they do in some they do. theaters. Yeah. yeah. That's still they depends still do on that. where you go. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I agree. That's a terrible. What about you? Um, God, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still get aggravated when they don't get the aspect ratio, right? You, and there's yeah, so true. many that's... different aspect ratios and there's a lot of theaters out there where the bottom part of the picture 
is underneath the screen. Yeah, sure. So they're they're I mean it's like they're making tech for a limited amount of movie theaters that can handle it. Right. And the multiplexes that haven't caught up to that tech pr- project them poorly. It's m- maybe not necessarily their fault. So I think when they have movies that are just for the specific like IMAX experience and they don't have a second version of it that's like compressed in a different way for a lesser theater, that's aggravating. I think I, I, I hate uh, the proliferation of 3D movies. That's a bad um, development that bumps me up. Yeah, I forget about that, though, because I never go to them. Yeah. yeah. I never I, go yeah, to 3D well, it's movies. It's nice that you can pretty much avoid them. Um, I forgot to mention I love these theaters now that have food and drinks. I think that's awesome. Like real, real like real food. Like real food, not yeah. garbage, like cheese, like the, spicy I, no, cheese no, 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 like, whiz I, on I get, crackers. I pick has these sliders that I fucking love. It's so good. It's ah. like little Angus sliders. Really good. That's awesome. What do I hate? Um, cell phones have made movie going really aggravating. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I went to, we went and saw a movie in, in uh, Paris a couple years ago. And people were just as much rude dicks. I mean, which is not surprising. The French people are awful. But, <laughs> but, but I thought maybe there'd be a little more class. And no, everyone's on their phone. Everyone's talking and shit. Just really, yeah, no, really aggravating. No, yeah, phone rudeness is universal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think one of the worst developments is um, that, that the smaller indie uh, theaters or just one or two screens are pretty much going away. I grew up with... Some great theaters that are all yeah. all done. Yeah, small, yeah that's true. Small, small um, uh, uh, two more little uh, items. Uh, predictions for the future of exhibition. Oh, well, I think they're definitely gonna um, stick with 3D for a while because that has met with some success. Yeah, any um, any any way to get yeah, more money. So, they're gonna do. so any gimmicky stuff, and they're yeah they're gonna try they're gonna try more of that. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of what might catch on more. I, I you know if they can if they can develop 3d technology so you don't have to wear glasses you don't have to wear glasses that would be a major major breakthrough i think yeah i think they should develop uh some kind of vacuum hose uh that you can attach to your genitals and then bring porn back to the movie theaters a boner hose a boner hose and it just you you bring your own right you're not using someone else's no they it's like a it's like a dyson they wipe them off that all gets yeah and then then the ushers will come by with like a sandy wipe just after the movie and just wipe it down well no you put a rubber on before you put your dick in yeah you have to wear a rubber don't be don't be insane (laughs) um uh any real prediction (laughs) (laughs) no i really don't know what they can do i mean i Honestly, I think it's at this point with the movies, it's not about technical advancements. It's about making good movies. It's about movies, making good yeah. movies. And I think that really, honestly, most of the movies, like we celebrate some mediocrity these days just because it's competent. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think it, there's this like great separation between, you know, spectacular movies and, you know, indie Oscar bait movies. And I think you can tell a great story and be spectacular at the same time. Sure. But I don't, I, you know, and comedies too. I mean, I think for the most part, you know, comedies have become deeply unfunny. I mean, the, you know, the example I'm going to this in this past year is Neighbors, which was oh. a box office success. It was a critical 
success. The I critics really liked get, it. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get. I, I don't. Two, I didn't see. I, there were no jokes. There were no I jokes in this it. movie. I I don't get it. And I think that that's where you know comedy is gone. And so yeah. I I just don't. I, like comedy should have. Jokes, yeah. and I think that's the next advancement is decent movies. In 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 your history of, of yeah, um, I, I think the the food and beverage upscaling thing is going to continue. Um, uh, in in your history, what are your what are a couple of your favorite movie theaters? Anywhere you've lived, or or there was a movie theater in my mom's hometown where I spent summers a lot when I was a kid in, in Ware, Massachusetts. And it was just an old movie theater that mm. nobody went to. So I kept going out of business and then somebody else would buy it and yeah. reopen it. And I just had a lot of fun movie experiences there. And then there was a, I guess it was a megaplex in New York that was underground in up in hell's kitchen. We used to go there. That's where we okay. saw a clean slate. And nobody went to it. Oh, the two dollars. So they turned it. Well, it was meant to be this like great thing, and nobody went to it because it was underground. Nobody could see it. Right. Nobody knew it was there. So they turned it into a two dollar movie theater. And uh, I used to go to movies there all the time. I remember I almost hooked up with a girl there. Uh, Like a random girl sat next to me. It was very strange. That's awesome. Talk. See, that's great. And (laughs) and I saw like parts of Jurassic Park maybe a hundred times there because I'd go. To like two movies because you could pay the two dollars and then sneak in because there were no ushers. Right, there was right. nobody there. Yeah, there was just like there was <laughs> movies running. Yeah. So you pay your two dollars, you go see one movie, and then you have a half hour to kill before the next movie yeah. you're gonna sneak into, yeah. and then you go see a half hour Jurassic Park. Yeah, it was great yeah. times. What about you? Well, well, there's there was my uh, hometown uh, movie theater it was the Princess Theater, which was down in the in the downtown square. So uh, it was, you know, in the in the storefronts, but it was a nice kind of big old mm. little theater kind yeah. of thing. That's where I first saw Star Wars. So that sticks in my head. And I think oh, since sure, yeah. it closed down years ago, but yeah. I think it's since been re- renovated into like a community theater, oh, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and I've always I've always loved the Cinerama Dome. Oh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it feels so retro. Yeah, it's so retro. It's also so huge. And then yeah. they'll show the old movies that were made for the Cinerama. Right. Oh, cool. There too, occasionally. You know, so you know, yeah. you could see like Lawrence of Arabia or two thousand one. Right, right, right. I saw there, and oh, nice. uh, so uh, I've always, I always like that old theater. I'm, I'm a, I, I grew up. Berkeley had a weird, weird, hot, weirdly high number of theaters, and a lot of. I, what I'm finding as as time goes on, I, I I'm a big fan of funky weird movie theaters. So whenever I, ever I'm in New York, I go to like the Quad or the Village Four or whatever it's called. These those little theaters on like Eleventh Street or you know you just see some yeah yeah totally tiny little theater and yeah. just I'll just go in and see whatever. I don't give a shit. Or there's one in Albany Cinemas back where I live, and it's just it's weird and they. It, you know those theaters that have tiny little balconies for like four seats? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have that. And it's all it's all full of old people. But I just I love funky old theaters. That's my favorite thing. Um, all right. That was the theme about the movies. It makes me want to I, I makes me want to go see a movie, which I do ever, want to every day. So that was good. Thanks for that chat, you guys. Of course. Anytime. Um, we'll switch gears here and we'll go to court. Oh boy. This is called Movie Jail, you guys. This is where you put a film professional on trial for crimes against cinema, mm-hmm. where they are remanded usually to the Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary uh, Complex. It's more yeah. of a complex because yeah, ha- there's many different elements to this gym, uh, this this jail. Not only um, 
uh, a, a, a the actual penitentiary, but there's there's work release programs. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. there's day jail. There's yeah, there's jail. just an angry uh, yard with dogs. Yeah, there's just mm-hmm. angry dogs everywhere. There's all, yeah. there's all sorts of shit. So um uh um uh, may uh, will Todd Robert Anderson approach the bench? Yes, uh, thank you, Your Honor and Bailiff and ladies and gentlemen of the court. Uh, Mr. Mark Wahlberg has asked to be pardoned for a crime oh, he I'm committed aware. I'm aware. when he was 16. I believe that's in jurisdiction of this court. It is. I, I'm fully uh, aware. I read the paper. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, uh, so apparently after hurling racist slurs at a man, he uh, beat him with a stick, yeah, permanently yeah. uh, blinding him in one eye. He actually didn't. The guy actually said he was blind in his eye before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's but, why he didn't see Marky Mark coming. Exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, well, that's I ju- good. So I, I, I just read that the other day. That's the only reason I'm raising it. Chinaman or whatever he yelled. Didn't. I mean, the racism and the assault is still, you yeah. know, it's a big deal. done. It's a big deal. Buddy. But technically didn't blind him. And so this is movie court. And when he asked so let's for assume a pardon. He blinded him. Yeah, let's yeah. assume that. But I was like, well, maybe we can't pardon him for beating a guy i can but yeah. um but <laughs> yeah the judge um, can the judge can but uh can we pardon him for any crimes against movies and then i looked up the list of people who are in movie jail and he's not one of them That's he's a, not even in jail he's very, not very in strange uh, oversight and, and yeah. i i'm very system, confused the system isn't perfect right <laughs> it's i guess not that kinks you guys so I thought maybe we should uh, look into Mark Wahlberg uh, and see whether or not he should already be in movie jail. So then maybe we can decide if we want to pardon him. Um, so if you don't know, uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, started uh, as a musician, I guess uh, you would call him that sure. uh, with his brother Donnie. Uh, in this a band called New Kids on the Block, very popular. No, he wasn't in New Kids. Yeah, he was in initially. Mark Wahlberg was. Yeah, and then he left the New Kids. Oh, he before quit they, the New before Kids. Before they blew out. That... Yeah. Oh, oh And I then see. he quit the New Kids and started. It's like um, the untold story of uh, New Kids on the right. Block. He right. He was a New Kid, but he had creative Except differences. It's to- obviously been told because Donnie's very annoying. Donnie was very annoying. Yeah. So he became uh, the front man for uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Isn't and, he marrying Jenny McCarthy, Donnie? Yes, they're married, I think. And starring on Blue Bloods? Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, and then he moved on from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch to wearing tight underwear on the sides of buses. Yeah. Underwear uh, bus? In the 90s. And, and uh, those were very popular underwear ads, which uh, Hollywood took notice of. Uh, he had and nice... He this had, guy can he, act. He's got abs. He's got underwear. We should Let's put him in the movie. finger bang a girl on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he started, yeah, he started with supporting roles in movies like Renaissance Man and the Basketball Diaries and Fear, mm-hmm. the uh, aforementioned Fear. So a star was born. Um, so I thought, hey, let's do a quick rundown of the evidence. And, and uh, I'm just going to do it as quickly as possible. Um, this is his acting work because that's what he is now. He's an actor and a producer. Um, but he, let's look at his acting. Uh, Renaissance Man. Garbage. The Basketball Diaries. Overrated but watchable. Yeah. Fear. Entirely watchable. Garbage. Traveler. Indie movie. Garbage. Boogie Nights. An American classic and everyone loves it but me. So it's a point in his favor. The Big Hit. Boring Garbage. The Corrupter. Mildly watchable. Garbage. Three Ken- 
Kings, absolutely perfect action film directed by David O. Russell, who directed the best KFC commercial I've ever been in. The Yards, boring mess of a movie. The Perfect Storm, watchable garbage, but Marky Mark didn't sound like he was from Gloucester at all, which is a mark against him since he is from Massachusetts and should have known better. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, offensively awful garbage. Rockstar garbage. The truth about Charlie. The truth about Charlie is he's boring. The Italian Job, a marvelously fun piece of eye candy. I Heart Huckabee's boring mess. Four Brothers, garbage. Invincible, cheesy garbage. The Departed, mediocre movie, but his performance is quite hilarious. Shooter, garbage. We Own the Night, pretentious faux 70s cop thriller, garbage. The Happening, that happened. Garbage. Beware the wind. Max Payne. Garbage. The Lovely Bones. Peter Jackson. Misfire. Date Fight. Unfunny comedy garbage. The Other Guys. Mediocre comedy garbage, but his performance is actually pretty funny. The Fighter. Overrated Oscar bait. Contraband. Garbage. Ted. Giant hit, but clearly America mistook a dirty talking Ted bear for something that is actually comedy. Broken City. Garbage. Pain and Gain. Overrated and dull. Two Guns. Fun and very watchable. Garbage. Lone Survivor. The title is the spoiler. Transformers Age of <laughs> Extinction should be enough evidence on its own for a conviction. Upcoming. The Gambler. Mojave, a murder thriller with a doppelganger. Entourage, the movie. Ted 2. Daddy's Home, comedy reteaming him with Will Ferrell. Deepwater Horizon, which is an oil spill movie. And The Six Billion Dollar Man, which is a movie version of a popular TV show. And the prosecution rests. What do you guys have to say? Your Honor, Bailiff, are you weighing in? Bailiff doesn't get to weigh in. All right. Not my S- Sit there quietly, Bailiff. You guys are kind of being dicks. <laughs> Actually, I will let the Bailiff. Because I... Look. I, I, I am... The, the court is, is very sensitive of uh, uh, Attorney Anderson's... Uh, movie watching predilection, mm-hmm. right? Um, the 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 word, um, the phrase you used most often was garbage or I rem- enjoyable garbage. I remember him. Uh-huh. I remember him saying garbage a couple of times. <laughs> Said garbage. You love garbage. I do love garbage. So I'm a little confused by your case. Uh, what do you think, Bailiff? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think the core of the case is the. Uh, rich movie star wanting to use his privilege to get pardoned for something with a really flimsy excuse more so than uh, his body of work, which apparently is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can disagree. Uh, I was just, the evidence is the movies. I was just adding, you know, my own personal. um... And I, I thought I was making it clear when I said garbage versus watchable garbage. You were, but but that body of evidence. There's the court finds. I not, love the movie Body of Evidence. The court the court <laughs> finds nothing particularly odious about him. There's nothing particularly offensive. He's he feels like a dumb. He's like a dumb dumb. He's like a dumb puppy dog mm-hmm. that runs around and bumps into things and knocks stuff over. But he's kind of funny to watch. Well, that's great. I mean, all I really was doing here is because he's asking to be pardoned for an actual crime. No, I understand. Was to yeah. see if we need to convict him in movie jail, so therefore we can give him he, a movie jail pardon. That's all I'm trying to determine. What I will say is this. Mark Wahlberg is 
Transformers Age of Extinction, though. I haven't seen that. He's but like, that's more Michael Bay's fault, yeah. I think, than Mark Wahlberg's Mark, fault. Mark, here, here's, what I, here's what I do actually find a little offensive about Mark Wahlberg. And and the same thing, it, it's like the big dumb dog who bumps into things. Occasionally, occasionally Asian business owners. Occasionally thinks he can be a teacher or professor. Ah, yes, like and in The Happening. Like, and you're like, it's just a fucking do- dude, you're a dog. Yeah, but like a cute dog like, with like the professor hat on. Right, but he takes robes. It's, 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 adorable. it's like when Brad Pitt likes to talk about architecture. And you're like, <laughs> just shut up, you're a dummy. He's a, he's a dummy who thinks he's smart. What I find a little offensive about him is that he produces like half of HBO's thing. Like, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Boardwalk Empire isn't he an EP on that? I would assume in so. Fair, in treatment, he was a, a EP on that. Um, there's no need for that. He's you know he's not bringing a lot to the table as a producer. He's, he's just putting his name on. He's the just phone. putting his name on. It. He just sure. brings a little muscle, and he gets money for it. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, well, if you've seen any of those sheets, the EPs so, with their hundred grand. So here's what I suggest. Here's what I suggest. You can convict him and give him any sentence you want. Yeah, yeah. But then we'll give him a pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm the court is rather inclined to put him on probation because I do think there's some it, it, there's a danger of him wanting to be a, a professor too often more yeah and again, not just knock in into stuff yeah. and be funny there's also sometimes he has this he talks about like as a mogul mm-hmm. and that's really I find that really obnoxious mm-hmm. um, like he sort of was selling the transformers as like new era like this is how they were supposed to be and it's like you're just as in opposed to like no it's just going to be another yeah, two and a half hours yeah. of noise like the last three so the court finds uh mark Wahlberg uh also for making a show called Wahlburgers, a reality show well that's the whole reason he Which wants is also a pardon his restaurant that's chain. why he wants a pardon why yeah. well because he can't like spread the chain of Wahlburgers because of his, his conviction conviction a criminal record you know that yes. guilty um, put on put on probation for n- no less than two years, uh, and we will revisit the case when Wahlburgers uh, either starts its its criminal expansion, or uh, or he uh, uh, doesn't he tries to talk smart too much. There, that will movie jail. There it is. Well yeah. done, everybody. Yeah. Oh shit! What I think is my pipes are? Something's happening. Oh, yeah, is that because is that? we're down here in the lower part of the house? The you can hear the pipes smoke. What the? Did our ghosts come back? You have ghosts? Well, we're in a new place. You know, recording a new place here, so maybe there's some. I don't. That, that sounds like that someone's sounds got pretty... allergies. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, you guys, that's Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nick. That means it's time for the Nick Cage Memorial Bizarre Line Reading. Mm-hmm. This is where we um, put forth a, a, a line reading. A strange line reading to be enjoyed and then put in the canon of bizarre line readings watched over by the benevolent force of Nick Cage and his ever-changing hairstyle. Steve Skelton, who did you bring us? This uh, um, I brought somebody that I was really surprised to learn. I went back through all the old episodes and indexed our line readings mm-hmm. just to make sure I wasn't uh, doubling up. Sure. Sure. I was really surprised to find this person. We haven't had them in our uh, line well, readings. So this is, this this is, is someone exciting. you expect yeah, would be yeah. canonical. Yeah, like and, an Al Pacino. And, or a... and the clip I got, it's a really, really short clip, um, but, uh, but I... 
I spliced it together with a couple other examples from the same movie. So sure. we get a little bit of a taste. It is, of course, Antonio Banderas from the 1995 classic Assassins ah. with Sylvester oh, Stallone. Wow. No more chit chat. Yeah, where they play uh, competing hitmen. This is uh, uh, Antonio Banderas, who for some reason has not, his, his accent has only gotten thicker yes. the longer he's been in yeah. America. So let's, let's have a listen. You know you got a cut on your head here. You see that? Yeah, I had an accident at work. Mm. Yeah, what kind of work do you do? Look, uh, I am, how did you say, dead tired. So, say the chit chat for someone else, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> chit chat, I haven't heard that word for a long time. Chit chat. Chit chat. No more chit chat. <laughs> who, who is he talking to? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, oh, chit really? Chat. Yeah. No when, more chit chat. When, no when, more when chit-chat. Stallone is way more uh, easy to understand than <laughs> yeah. an actor, you got a thick accent. Antonio Banderas is a marvel in Expendables Three. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's fun? Wonderful. It, oh, God. It, the, I, it, the movie I, itself still is remember when, it's remember when, garbage, but when he's great. Make and, him happen. Yeah, he's marvelous in that, and so is Mel Gibson. Oh, really? I got to yeah. see that. All right, guys, uh, that was fantastic. It is time for trivia. Oh, trivia. This is where we play a game about the theme. A theme game? It's a theme game where Skeldon and Todd compete and Todd gets really angry. Yay! (laughs) Fuck you guys! All right, I'm going to spin this memorial coin from the show Weeds. Okay. Uh, Who wants Potleaf? I'll have pot leaf. This is to go first. And Skelton, of course. Wins. Gee, I, I wonder if that coin was weighted. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to pick pot leaf. Uh, obviously. Uh, all right, so this is uh, movies about movies. Oh, shit. Okay. So these oh. are movies about the movies. Movies about the movies. Yeah. So you'll get, there's so 20 questions, two points each. If you get the a clue, if you ask for a clue, you can only get one point if you okay. get the correct answer. Uh, there are steals, mm-hmm. and uh, same point structure um, happens. If you get it wrong, then the other one get it. But if you already had the... And the clue is the date of release. Oh, boy. Okay. Right? okay. So I'm going to name two actors in it. Uh-huh. And they're always the bigger. I didn't try to get all sneaky. They're the, you know, so you're naming the leads in the year of the movie. Right. No, I'm we... not na- naming the... Oh, that's the want. hint. That's, that's the, the hint. hint. All, right. Okay. all right. Are you ready? Yes. I am ready. Okay. Number one. Who's going first? I'm going first. Because he won. Because the, co- the, the coin toss. Uh, you waited. don't pay attention to anything. I have to take a leap. Michelle Williams and Kenneth Branagh. Oh, uh, 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 shit. It's, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong because it's a Frenchy name, right? Predaporte? Wrong. Shit. Todd. Um. Oh, no. Wait. Ah, fuck. I really don't know. Dead again? You can ask for the, the clue. Oh, it's the clue? Too, it's too late. I don't think yeah. that would help. Uh, 2011, Oscar bait, My Week with Marilyn. Oh. oh. You played Laurence Olivier. She played Shit. Marilyn Monroe. I yeah. totally forgot I was about that. Off. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone did. Okay, Todd. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, Jeff Fahey. Clint Eastwood and Jeff I'll give, I'll give you a free Fahey. Hint. I fell asleep during this movie. Clint that's, that's Eastwood and Jeff Fahey in a yeah, remember movie you can ask about, for a clue. about making movies. I, I, I'll take the clue. 1990. 1990? Yeah. 
Clint Eastwood and Jeff Fahey in 1990. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking idea. Scum. White Hunter Blackheart. Nice. Oh, well done. I just One point. jumped into it because I was like, movies, John Houston, movies, Houston. That's right. right. Yeah. Was it Once he said Adam, that, yeah. Queen or no, something. Adam and then yeah, he yeah, just yeah. became obsessed yeah. with hunting yeah. instead. Right, right, right. I actually saw that movie. All right, Skelton. Yes. Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, two points. Well done. Todd. Yeah. William H. Macy, Alec Baldwin. William H. Macy... And Alec Baldwin, uh, the last shot. No. Okay. Skelton. Remember, there's a clue still. Yeah, wait. Just give me one second. Let me see. Macy Baldwin. Give me the clue. 2000. 2000? I hate that clue. 2000. It's not the last shot, so it is... I can't, I can't, I got it. David Mamet, State and Maine. Oh. Where a movie company comes to some oh, small town. Right, right, it's right. no, it's, Rex Habit. Yeah, it's no surprise that I can't remember any of these boring, boring <laughs> movies. Uh, Skelton. Yes. Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Oh, oh, shit. It's, um, God damn it. Uh, uh, I can't think of the title. The clue won't help. Uh, it's, uh, fuck. Mommy Dearest. No. Damn. Uh, what's up, Baby Jane? What's Uh, happening, Baby Jane? Close enough. Whatever happened to (laughs) Baby Jane. Whatever happened to Baby Jane. Two points. Baby Jane. Hey there, Baby Jane. Hey, uh, you're you're a baby, Jane. Check it out, Baby Jane. (laughs) With Dr. D. Brule. Todd. It's three to two, Skelton. Todd, ready? Yeah. Most deaf and Jack Black. Uh, Be Kind Rewind. Yes. 2008's Be Kind Rewind. Terrible movie. <laughs> Skelton. Yes. Heather Langenkamp. What? Ro- Robert England. Oh, 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 oh. It's, uh, it's, uh. And you need uh, to get the title correct. It's A New Nightmare. It's Nightmare on Elm Street, A New Nightmare. Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Oh, Wes Craven. Give him Nightmare on Elm Street. Give me that baby Jane thing. All right. Yeah. No more. Now now you have to get it right from now on. All right. Todd, ready? <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. Bowfinger. That's it. Do you remember one. what the movie uh, that they were doing was called? Oh, shit. It was... They were uh, making... It, it, uh, f- Bubble Fat Rain? Chubby oh, Rain. Chubby Rain. <laughs> I read that again. Gotcha, got suckers. <laughs> oh, so fun. I love that movie. That's yeah, a great movie. Uh, okay. Ready? Yep. John Goodman, Kathy Moriarty. John Goodman, yes. Kathy Moriarty. John Goodman was the lead of this movie. The lead? It's a Joe Dante movie. Oh, 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 shit! Ah, uh, hang on, hang on. I the title it's uh, it's right in my fucking head because I know. And and it is uh, matinee. Wow! Yes, nice, pull. nice Paul. Matinee. He played. Uh, he played the the big uh, the distributor. The, did the jingle yeah, yeah, yeah. on television. Ca- uh, yeah. Castle, right? William Castle. Castle. Nice job. Okay, Todd. Yeah. Uh, John Travolta, Gene Hackman. Um. This is not a trick. Don't worry. Uh, get Shorty. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the yeah. sequel. Todd, two points. Eight to six, eight to seven. 
Skelton. Yes. Jeff Bridges, Timothy Bottoms. Bridges and wait. Bridges, Bridges and, and Bottoms. Bottoms. <laughs> Bridges and Bottoms. They're detectives. Partners who can't stand they're, each other. They're detectives. They're, they're detectives who are gay. They're both bo- power bottoms. <laughs> no one will. No one will get on top. Uh, fuck me. No fuck, fuck me. me. No fuck me. <laughs> um. Wait. Bridges. And bottoms. And bottoms. And Remember, there's a clue. Yeah, give me the give me the clue. 1971. 71. Shit. It's uh. Ugh, I can't think. I can't think of it. Todd for the steal. Is it the last picture it's show? The last picture oh, show. Fuck. Peter Don Bogdanovich is arguably his only good movie. I was my brain was stuck on making movies. Remember they re, uh, they about, yeah. they redid uh, Texasville. Texasville uh, was the or, yeah, or the sequel, right? Yeah. The, the pointless sequel. The po- yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, was it, it was better than the steak- two Jakes? It was, it was. Was it better than another stakeout? <laughs> so we can talk about movies that came out twenty years yeah. after. Yeah. But there was just a movie, a uh, sequel that came out like fifteen years Dumb later. Dumb and Dumber Two. Dumb and Dumber Two. Tron okay. Legacy. Okay. Uh, There's that. Todd. <laughs> yeah. Frank Wiley, Kevin Spacey. Easy. Swimming with Sharks. Yes. You know, I uh, you have ten, you have eleven points. I I just wow. looked up to see what that guy's doing. Whaley? Jeff Huang, the guy who wrote and directed it, or Ken or whatever. Oh, yeah. doing nothing. Really? That it's sucks. Weird. It, was, it was a very good movie. Uh, okay, Skelton. Yes. Nick Cage, Meryl Streep. Wait, Cage and Streep. Wow. Yeah. Wait a second. Cage and Streep. That's I don't know. Um, Give me the clue. Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. I'm pretty sure Meryl Streep wasn't in a Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> um, and it's movie run. Oh movies. shit! I know what it is. I can't remember the title though. I can't think of it. Hang on. I can't think of it. Hang on. Fuck. Uh, adaptation. Nice. Oh, fuck. I mean, not really nice because it's pretty obvious, but oh. good anyway. Well, that was one of those movies that everybody loved, and I didn't. It's a, it's fun. It was a fun idea. Yeah. The, I, the Nick Cage stuff was good. I didn't like the Chris Cooper. I've like totally blanked stuff. on like the good Nick Cage performance. Yeah, Charlie movies. Kaufman. I could, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi, Peter Dinklage. Steve Buscemi and Peter Dinklage. I'll, I'll give you one more actor because I couldn't decide who was really second. Uh, Dylan McDermott. No, Dermot Mulroney. Sorry. <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney, Peter D- Dinklage. Dermot 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 Peter Dinklage. You need a, a hint? Yeah, give me the year. 1995. I don't know. Trees Lounge. I love this movie. No. No, it's a, but it's, ah, uh, I can't, the titles, I can't get the title. It, it is, yeah, I can't get the title. Living in Oblivion. Living in Oblivion, damn it. Really oh, funny. That was right. yeah, yeah, that's a good Dermot one. Dermot Mulroney yeah. plays a DP with an eye patch. Yeah, he wears yeah. an eye patch everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and Peter Dinklage is a, is a um, uh, dwarf, and he gets really mad. He's like, I... Because it's like he's in dream sequences. He's like, when, no one fucking dreams of dwarves. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. And Peter Dinklage is amazing. It's so good. All right. Uh, Skelton. Yes. Uh, Johnny Depp, Martin Landau. 
Oh, oh, that's the the uh uh uh. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> the title. I know exactly what the movie is, and I can only think of his actual movie titles. <laughs> Fuck! Ah! I just saw this recently again. It's, so it's fucking so good. yeah, it's a great it's, it's a, a great movie. But I can only think of his actual mo- the actual fucking movie titles. Probably Burton's best movie. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just wondering, yeah. but. Beetlejuice is pretty great. Well, Beetlejuice and Pee Wee's Big Adventure are awesome, mm. but I can't. Th- I can't get the title. I can't get it. I gotta get Todd. it. Edward. Damn Edward. it. Two points. Steal. I was saying, like, Plan Nine from Outer Space was just stuck in my head. I <laughs> Glenn or Glenda. Yeah, Glenda. That's exactly. That was what I was doing. Uh, all right, Todd. Uh huh. John Turturro. John Goodman. Easy. Uh, that would be Barton Fink. Wow, you're pulling away. 16 to... You're st- stalled on eight. Good God. All right, ready? Yeah. Maybe this will get you a little you back. Stalled on seven because you seven, crossed out sorry. that eighth point. Uh, Tim Robbins, Peter Gallagher. And I'll give you a third actor, Vincent D'Onofrio. Is it the player? It's the player. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love that movie. That's Such right. a I good love movie. The player. Such a good movie. Uh... <laughs> Peter Buck is pitching, um, or whatever. Graduate two. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Buck Henry. Right. Buck, Buck Henry. Henry is Peter Buck. Um, and they're talking about the tracking shot while they're doing a tracking shot. Right. Yeah. So great. Okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, F. Murray Abraham. Arnold Schwarzenegger, F. Murray Abraham. A movie about the last action hero? Yeah, yeah that's the only thing that would uh, made any sense. Yeah, yeah. I got one. F. Murray Abraham was in Last Action Hero? Yeah, I guess. That movie really... I don't know, I don't know why I'm so surprised, because yeah. F. Murray Abraham likes checks. Um, yeah. He does like checks. <laughs> sure does. All right. Uh, William Holden and Gloria Swanson. Oh, shit. That's... Probably uh, the most famous movie about the movies, I would say. Ugh. I can't... I'm not going to get the title. Todd. Uh, Days of Wine and Roses. Sunset Boulevard. Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, and last, uh, Todd. Uh huh. Kevin Bacon, Michael McKeon. My favorite movie. The Big that. Picture. Oh, yeah, it's Big Picture. 1989. Favorite on the list. Wow, we didn't get angry, Todd, because it was a. I won, so I don't have to be angry. Twenty to nine. Wow. Yay! You know what I'm gonna reward myself with? What? I gotta take a piss. Uh, we're almost done. We're almost done. No, we're yeah. Well, you can't. Just, this is oh, it. God, hurry up with the, the uh, rest. Ah, this is that little the sad kids mean it's time for the bottom five list. This is the bottom five, the worst, most egregious movie theater behavior that I tend to see. <laughs> <laughs> Talking. It includes you old people. I don't care if you're oh, you can't hear. That's the fucking worst. What's what's happening? Why? Uh, Why did she do that? <laughs> uh texting, obviously. Yes. Checking yeah. your phone. Coming in late, then asking everyone to move down so you can sit together. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that behavior. In, I, I mind that behavior in general. But if you came in late, and then there's no seats, and then you ask everyone to adjust. Yeah. Nope. No. Fuck no. You. Before the movie starts? Maybe. Acceptable. It, it, kind of. We'll yeah. talk about it. It's, re- it's, it's, <laughs> it's negotiable. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, laughing at funny commercials. At quote, unquote, funny commercials. <laughs> what People if, are, like, really into the commercials. What if I'm in the commercial? Then That's it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Uh, and and the worst behavior in the movie theater: sitting near or next to someone else when you don't have to. Completely empty theater. That's what a serial killer does. You, the worst <laughs> is when I'm I always in, say yeah. loudly, "Who does that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'll start sneezing. The worst is when you're like going to a matinee because you don't have a job by yourself, 
and you sit in the middle of the theater because you're the only person there. And then right when the movie starts, someone comes in and sits in the row behind you. Oh, it's so like aggravating. a seat just to the left or right so you can just see them uh, in your peripheral no, vision no. and you spend the whole movie going, who the fuck is that? Are they going to kill me? <laughs> uh, and uh, that little, little sorbet of a, of a sound is our moment of positivity. One, one thing that I think is actually positive, uh, it's rare, it's not like a trend or anything, but maybe it could be, is, um, and this is not a theater I ever go to, but I love the idea that Quentin Tarantino rescued a, a dying art house theater called the New Beverly yes. here yeah. in Los yeah, Angeles, yeah. bought it, and basically publicly said, I'm rich, I don't care if it fails, I'm going to do, I, mean, I don't care if it loses money, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do with this theater. This is my toy. And I'm just doing it to for movie lovers can have this place. That's great. And he's getting guest programmers, you know, uh, to to program for a month and and creating a lot of events. And it's just it's a really nice, lovely thing. It's almost enough to forgive Django Unchained. <laughs> uh, and that's it, you guys. Uh, that song uh, is uh, by Adam Blau. Means it's time for us to go. Um, th- th- that was fun. I I, I want to eat popcorn. Yeah, that was fun. I want to go to the movies. And uh, and that's and, and you should all go to the movies. Uh, so um, on behalf, I really want to take a piss. On behalf of uh, Todd Robert Anderson. Todd Robert Anderson. Hi, thanks. I gotta pee. Who has to pee? Who has a full bladder? And on behalf of Stephen Skelton. I uh, don't have to pee. My name is Stephen Falk. Uh, we are the Film Pigs. Please go to. Um, I no, I already just peed all over his floor. <laughs> Please go to geeknation.com. Uh, to watch our weekly show called, what's it called? Film Pigs. Film Pigs. Uh, where we do hijinks and skits and talk about the movies. <laughs> skits. <laughs> and we have fun guests and uh, and sometimes sexy guests. We recently had Tony Todd, speaking of sexy guests, yes. uh, who was Candyman. And uh, that's it. Um, so um, enjoy this music and bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was fun. It's so nice to win. Because it matters so much. Alright, I'm getting one of your beers. <laughs>